In this short book review episode, I'm going to give you my thoughts on and tell you whether or not I recommend the book Trauma Through a Child's Eyes by Peter Levine and Maggie Klein. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist that thinks the world needs a new paradigm for mental health. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. And this book helps me in that effort. It does help to bring that new paradigm of mental health. fits right in with the polyvagal theory, but just uh, broadens it. They, they complement each other very well. Uh, Peter Levine, Maggie Klein, uh, Dr. Stephen Porges, they, they complement each other very well. I do have a link to the book in the description. If you feel moved to purchase it, I do have a link in the description. I unfortunately only have an Amazon link. I'm trying to get another affiliate link, but that hasn't quite worked out so far. So right now it's just the Amazon one and I'll, I'll work on uh, another option. But you could also potentially just find this at a library or a digital, uh, if you have like a, I have like a digital library access thing called Hoopla and there's a bunch of great books in there. So you might be able to find it for free. Uh, but do I recommend buying it? I actually do. Overall, I, I would say this is definitely uh, worth the purchase. It covers a lot. It covers a lot. And here's just a sampling. It covers understanding the nervous system and trauma. In a very brief overview, Peter Levine tends to spend a lot of time on this. You can easily find his teachings on trauma and the nervous system through his like YouTube interview snippets, his other books that go much more in depth. This one has an overview of it. They don't spend too much time on it, which is uh, totally appropriate because they spend a lot of time on other stuff in a lot of detail. So he, otherwise, he covers this a lot. I also cover this in a lot of detail in my Polyvagal 101 series on the podcast, the Stuck Not Broken podcast. So episode 101 through, I think it was episode 109. It covers trauma on a nervous system level. You can get it there as well. So this book, you wouldn't buy for that that purpose. If that's what you're looking for, don't get this book for that reason. This covers exactly what it says, which is trauma uh, through a child. And it was not exactly, the, the, the title's actually, I found kind of misleading. Because I thought it would be trauma from the perception of a child, which it kind of is, but not exactly. So it really it covers many ways that trauma can affect children, how kids get traumatized, I mean. They cover things like hospitals and doctor visits, uh, even being like papoosed um, during a regular doctor visit, being strapped into a papoose and how that could actually be traumatic. They discuss uh, falling and just even through like normal play, how kids can get traumatized. But they also delve into sexual abuse, even divorce. That was a pretty interesting section. It's really comprehensive. They cover a lot of how a child can get into a traumatic state. It goes into trauma first aid. That was really, I think, really helpful. That was a very interesting section. They go into acting out and acting in. They talk about gang behavior and something called the rage of the unparented. That was a really interesting section and had a lot to do with the kids that I work with and have worked with for the past 12 years, a lot of gang kind of stuff. They discussed cultural trauma and a lot more. Like it's, it's a very comprehensive book when it comes to children and trauma. It's pretty damn comprehensive. So overall, yeah, I recommend that you, you buy it or at least get access to it, at least read it. But I do think it's something that's worth a purchase, especially if you have like if you're just kind of like, you know, nerdy about the stuff and you want to learn more or if you're working in the field as a therapist, it's definitely worth purchasing. 
So who's the book for? I would say anyone looking to understand trauma, especially when applied to children, understanding how it affects and looks like and how to actually intervene when it comes to children. Like anyone in that role, I think it's, it's for them. If you're someone who's looking how to like directly intervene in a potentially traumatized child, that, and that could be any of us. That could be a parent, that could be a principal, that could be a teacher, a therapist, really any profession that deals with kids, in my opinion, doctors, people in hospitals, in my opinion, like this book is right up our alley. Definitely parents. This has a lot of usefulness for parents. Definitely schools. Maggie Klein, uh, she, I think she was a school psychologist. So she pulls from, and I don't know who wrote what sections, but she pulls from, I believe it must've been her. She pulls from her experience working as a school psychologist and intervening, utilizing these methods. So if you're working in a school district, if you're a school counselor, school psychologist, a therapist like I am in a school district, principals, anyone in the culture of the school, honestly, like this is right up your alley or in my alley. If for any, this is for any adults looking to get a better understanding of themselves. Like, you know, something's up with you. you. You know, you might be in a stuck defensive state and you know, it has something to do with childhood because Hey, we, we were all once kids, right? So this relates to every single one of us. But if you have an inkling or, you know, for damn sure that trauma was a part of your upbringing, there's a lot of insight that can be gained from this. And if, if that's you, I think if you read this or when you read this, uh, a lot of pieces are going to fall into place. It, things will probably start to make sense more. So I, I think this can be really helpful in that way. There's some stuff I liked and some stuff I didn't like for the book. What I liked was it is a great reference book. It's huge, at least in my viewpoint. This is a huge book, 450 plus pages. 450 plus pages. So if you're an avid reader and you consume books quickly, maybe that's not a big deal for you. But for me, reading is not my, it's not a skill of mine. So for me, 450 pages is monstrous. But really, I I would buy this with the intention of using it as a reference book. There's lots and lots and lots of explicit ideas, very concrete interventions that can be used for multiple ages on the cover it says infancy through adolescence and they do a really good job a really in-depth job of covering all these ages throughout the book so as a reference book it's phenomenal it's something you can pull from when you need it like hey i need an intervention or i didn't quite grasp the concept of whatever it was you could go to this book and use it as a reference i, I think it's good on that level but you know for multiple ages multiple environments multiple populations Again, parents, teachers, medical staff, therapists, school counselors, school psychologists. This is, uh, it covers a lot. All of us can pull from this. I I found it to be culturally appropriate. They go out of their way to be culturally appropriate. They have each uh, worked globally with uh, various cultures. So they do a pretty darn good job of explaining the relevance of these ideas and these techniques uh, cross-culturally. They do a really good job. I think this is really good. I I love this as trauma first aid, like in the immediate aftermath of something, like even if something like a nasty fall, but also something severe, like a natural disaster. So as a trauma first aid and learning what to do, what not to do, this is a really good reference for that. 
There's a good balance of technique and of learning. I like the theory stuff. I prefer that more. And it has some of that. I love theory. I love to learn and just kind of delve into the, the foundation of, of these ideas. So I love that. And I, I guess I got my fill of it, but there's a lot of technique stuff also, which I'm not super excited about. I tend to figure like if I can learn the basics of it, I'll put everything else together myself. I'll, I'll figure out techniques and whatnot. But if you like to have specific techniques, this book's got it. So lots of learning, lots of techniques. And again, great resource. It, it is advanced in a way, but it's also kind of an intro of sorts. So it doesn't teach the fundamentals to implementing and self-regulation. It kind of touches upon it, but that's that's too large of a scope. So this doesn't it teaches really good implementation stuff. It teaches really good interventions, but how you self-regulate yourself in order to do so, that's a bit out of the scope of this book. And that makes sense because that would just be way too large. But I would like double the size of the book. So that's just too large of a scope. I would recommend that if, if you're going to get this and you hope to implement it and you know you need some self-regulation work, you probably should invest in something else like, like Peter Levine has a number of books that can help out with self-regulation. My podcast, the Stuck Not Broken podcast, has a lot of self-regulation ideas and tips and whatnot. My course, Building Safety Anchors, is all about building the capacity to self-regulate by building the capacity to feel safe, just identifying what brings you to safety. So in, in some way, do some self-regulation work so that when you go to implement the techniques in this book, uh, is it'll be more likely that you can do so with fidelity. Like if you're super triggered by interacting with your kids for whatever reason, and then you try and do some trauma first aid stuff uh, or talk to them about a divorce that you're, that's coming up, it might not go really well, but the more self-regulated you are, you'll be able to implement this stuff more effectively. So it's a really good resource. It, it is kind of advanced. But it is also, in a sense, an intro to all these ideas. The self-regulation stuff that has to come from you. The real situations that they cite in this are fascinating, but this is, this, this is a critique of, I think, Peter Levine in particular that can... It's valid, but it's also kind of not, because when he shares these situations, and, and Maggie Klein as well, it seems too easy. <laughs> But at the same time, these are interventions that are being implemented by masters of somatic experiencing. They're both, they're both master level somatic experiencing practitioners. So, you know, they, they, uh, I, I believe it, but it's like when you read it, it's like, that's all you did. And the kid was good in a session or two and you saw a drastic change. Like that's, that's cool. So it might feel unrealistic. And I think for, at first that's okay. I think when I first started learning about political theory and the somatic pieces of psychology of the therapeutic process, it felt unrealistic. But as I started to implement and see and view my clients through the lens of political theory, through the somatic pieces of it, it started clicking and I got it more and more and more. But I do think that these things make a hell of a lot more sense. And I do see what these pieces look like in real life. But in all honesty, that's, I don't know if it's a critique. I can't tell if it's a critique or not, but just something to point out is that like the examples seem like, yeah, oh, they're now they're fixed. They're good. And I believe them, but it's also for us day to day who may not be trained in somatic experiencing 
and maybe all this stuff is brand new to you, that it might feel unrealistic. And, that, and that's probably, you know, an accurate uh, feel, at first at least. That doesn't mean you don't get it. That doesn't mean you don't read it. That doesn't mean you don't try to implement these things. I think getting it, buying it, and getting the concepts, learning the interventions is going to be a huge jump in uh, your understanding of trauma and your utilization of these ideas in therapy or whatever your context is when you work with kids. I think that uh, it's a big step forward and it's very much worth it. So what I didn't like, it's long. It's very, (laughs) again, for me, it's very long. I'm not much of a reader. And in all honesty, I actually didn't even read it. I bought the audiobook. I have access to the actual book. Here it is. <laughs> so I have access to the actual book, but I, I bought the audiobook. And the reason for this was I don't read very uh, well or very quickly. I'm an extremely slow reader. And I thought this was in comparison to a friend of mine in high school. And he's like, he would just tear through books. And then I noticed, oh, my wife reads faster than I do as well. And then I noticed my 11-year-old reads way faster than I have ever read. And I realized I'm just not a very fast reader. And when I do read, I tend to fall asleep a lot. Like, it's just not, I wish it was, but it's not a skill of mine. <laughs> so for me, for if you're like me, it's a long book. I, I actually wanted it to end. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> That's enough information. Please end. I would listen to it in my car a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I figured instead of listening to podcasts, I will actually listen to an audiobook in my car as I drove to and from work or in between wherever I was at. And the audiobook was like 16 hours long, I think. So if if you're considering the audiobook, there's a quick review of that as well. Like it, it's a long audiobook. And in, in the speaker, the narrator pretty darn slow. She has a nice voice, but speaks pretty low. I had, I sped it up to 1.5 times the speed, which I never do, but I was like, oh my God, let's go. <laughs> so she has a great voice, but it's, it's slow. And there's a lot of examples, which is great. A lot of techniques, which is great. I tend to not want to, the, I, the technique stuff isn't as important to me. I want the concepts. I want the theory. And I want the examples. So the techniques thing for me, I was like, come on, let's, let's keep going. For me, that was me. I found it helped to listen in chunks um, and then to balance it out with other things that are more lighthearted, like a humorous podcast. That kind of helped because it, it's heavy stuff. It's trauma through a child's eyes. It's, it's pretty heavy. So balancing it out, whether you're reading or listening to it, I think I was helpful. On the note of an audiobook, an audiobook is not the ideal way to go about this. It is long. It is slow and there's no way to use it as a reference that killed me because as I was listening to this, I was like, oh, that's a really cool uh, concept or quote or idea. And when I looked in the audiobook, I had bought it on Apple books or Apple audiobooks. And I saw that all the titles of every chapter was like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three or section one, section two, whatever it was. And there was no way in the audiobook to use it practically as a reference. There's no index. There's no easy way to flip through the pages, obviously, and find what you want. So I don't recommend buying the audiobook. It was, unless you're like me and you, you don't read very well, then do the audiobook. But, uh, and if you can, I recommend buying the audiobook and the paper book because using it, again, this is something that should be used as a reference. 
this is something like, oh, I need the intervention. Where did I hear that? And then flip through it and, and find it or put tabs on it and stuff. Like that's what it's for. The audiobook was not a good idea. So overall, I, I highly recommend this book if this is your field or if you're just looking to gain more insight into yourself and the way you grew up or if you're a parent and you want to have some trauma first aid stuff ready to roll, I highly recommend this. Lots of breadth. It really goes into, I mean, a lot of stuff. A pretty good amount of theory, lots and lots of application. His other book, um, In an Unspoken Voice, that was just from Peter Levine. That one has great breadth as well. It can even discuss like consciousness, not just trauma and whatnot, but what consciousness is and whatnot. And it, that was really cool. It had a large scope. I love that one. Lots of theory, lots of ideas. This one, lots of theory, but not as, not as much. Lots of application. I also do recommend In an Unspoken Voice. I'll put a link to that in, in the description as well. So with all of this breadth, all of this theory and application, it kind of does lack some depth here and there. It sort of touches upon things. It's like some stuff was like really in-depth and some stuff was just kind of touched upon. And I was kind of okay with that, but that might be a minus to it as well. But overall, it's uh, definitely worth owning. And if you're going to own it, I would own it as a reference book. Something you have on your shelf and it's there ready to roll when you need a specific something. So yeah, there's a link in the description to Amazon. If I can find something else, I'll put it there. Right now, all I have is Amazon though. There's also a link to In an Unspoken Voice and uh, my course, Building Safety Anchors, which I think would be a really good complement to, to this stuff is just learning how to feel that safety within you, that the feelings of connection and, well, safety. And that can help with the self-regulation piece to implementing trauma through a child's eyes, through the ideas and the techniques and the interventions of trauma through a child's eyes. I hope this podcast episode benefited you. And if you read the book already, I'd love to know what you thought about it. Send me an email, justinlmft at gmail.com. That's it. Bye.